Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Perkyevos podcast, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomokon at gmail.com. For this week's Mishnah, we begin with Perek Dalid Mishnah Chavzayin, Chapter 4, Mishnah 27. The Mishnah says as follows, Rabbi Meir Oimer, Rabbi Meir says, Al Tistakel Bikankan, do not look at the jug, but rather what's in it. You could have an, a new jug filled with old wine. And a new jug and an old jug, which can even have, which can have nothing in it. Two points. Number one is there's an expression. Don't judge a book by its cover. So the mission is changing it a little bit. Don't judge a jug on the outside of the jug because you could have some jugs that are older and have new wine in it. And you could have some old jugs that have nothing in it. On the simple understanding, the lesson is don't judge a book by its cover, which we all do a lot of times. You know, if Depending how good the cover looks, that's if we decide if we want to take it out of the library or not. We should try to look beyond that. Try to look at the content, what's under the book, what's in the book. It's interesting because the last Mishnah, it was, a, it was really the opposite. What do we say in the last Mishnah? Let's go, let's review for a minute. We said before that a person who learns from a young person, he's like somebody who eats unripe grapes. And a person who learns from the elderly, it's like you're drinking delicious old wine. So the Mishnah seems to clearly indicate that there's a benefit. It's better to learn Torah from an older person. And we, have, and we explained other meanings to the Mishnah as well, but we're explaining on a simple level. The last Mishnah tells us there's a certain benefit to learning from the elderly. Now, this Mishnah, this sec- the second Mishnah, tells us the opposite. We're saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Rather, what's inside of it. Don't look at the jug. Rather, look what's inside the jug. Now, you could ask a question. How do you reconcile these two Mishnahs? But before we do that, let's, let's look at our Mishnah first. We're saying how we shouldn't let a, the appearance of somebody fool you. Because that's one lesson. Don't let the appearance of things trick you into thinking something else. You know, you, I'm sure we all have experiences with people that they dress a certain way, they act the part, but when it comes to the actual person, it's, they're different than what they're representing. You have other people that they're very unassuming, and you could assume that they're somebody who they're not, just in the way that they're presenting themselves. We shouldn't stereotype. We have to be careful not to stereotype. We have to judge by the content, what's inside. Now, at the same time, though, even though the, the mission is telling us to look beyond the appearance, we have an obligation ourselves to present ourselves in the best way possible. So it's twofold. On one hand, we have to look at others by looking beyond the externals. On the other hand, we ourselves have an obligation to present ourselves in the best way possible. 
Do you see the connection here? So even though we have this obligation to look through, but us ourselves, we have to be the best we can be and make sure we be presentable. Because as much as we say ideal that we want to live up to of not judging a book by its cover, human nature is such that we people do look and they, people do judge people based on their appearance. So therefore, we have to do our part to make sure we look presentable. So we should look the part. And it's really more than that as well. It's not just, it's not just, the reason why we, we have to be presentable and act our part is not just because of how other people are going to think of you. That's not the reason. That's not the only reason. There's another point as well. Because when we present ourselves properly, we dress nice, for example. So then we're going to feel good about ourselves. Think about this. What's the reason that a officer in the army wears a uniform or a policeman wears a uniform. I would think the main reason why that, that these people have uniforms is that there's a certain level of respect that the uniform commands. When they wear that, the, the badge or they wear the army uniform. So therefore they, they have to live up to a certain standard now because they're part of the army. There's a certain level of respect that comes with the uniform. So when we also dress the part, if we dress a certain way, and we present ourselves in a certain way, so we're going to force ourselves to act on that level a lot of times. We're acting the part. There's an expression, fake it till you make it. So when a person dresses well and is groomed properly, it does more for him or her than anyone else. Because if we feel good about ourselves, it gives us self-respect for our own self and for what we're doing. So that's really number one. A person has to, you have to respect yourself before you respect anybody else. Because if a person doesn't have self-respect, he's not going to have the ability to give respect to others in the proper way as well. You're right. There is a concept of not judging a book by its covers, to not look at externals. The expression goes, it's not what type of yarmulke you wear, it's what's under the yarmulke. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we are presentable and we dress the part. Because even though others have to, we have this obligation to, to judge us favor, favorably, we have to still have that self-respect. So that means dressing nicely. Obviously, every person according to their means, no one should do anything that is beyond their capabilities. But it's something which gives us, gives us respect for everything we're doing. And when we have self-respect for ourselves, it gives us appreciation for who we are and what we do. So it's something important to remember. Let's continue. Now, as I mentioned before, the last Mishnah, is really the opposite of this Mishnah in a way. Because the last Mishnah said, take the Torah of the old. Do not take the Torah of the young. And this Mishnah is telling us, don't stereotype. So how do we reconcile these two Mishnahs? On one hand, we have one Mishnah. The last Mishnah says, it's better to have the Torah of the elderly and not the Torah of the young. But now in this Mishnah, we're saying we shouldn't stereotype because you could have a young person that's very knowledgeable, very good. Which one is it? Do we stereotype or do we not stereotype? How do we reconcile the two Mishnahs? That's the question. Or which Mishnah is right? That's, the, that's really the, the question over here. Is it the last Mishnah which says the Torah of the young is like unripe grapes? Or is it this Mishnah which says don't judge the jug on the outside, rather look on the inside? So... An answer I saw brought down is that really it's not a contradiction because the last Mishnah and this Mishnah can be reconciled. Many times 
if you ask a lot of people, you could have a young person who's very bright, who's very smart, has great capabilities, and maybe even they tried harder than somebody older than them. They worked they worked harder on their learning, on their service of God. They, they're a very hard worker. So it's possible for a young person to be extra sharp or extra knowledgeable and that they can have the ability to give over information, to give over clear ideas, developed ideas, beautiful ideas in a clear way. But at the same time, if you ask a person who gives better life advice, a young person or an older person, it's the older person most of the time. Because an older person has life experience. They have years on this earth, which they've gone through situations and came out of situations and made the right decisions and made the wrong decisions and learned from the decisions. And when it comes to giving advice in life, it's always better to get from an older person because they've been there, done that. They've gone through the maze of life and gotten out at the other end. So therefore, they're the most qualified to give direction to somebody else about what they should do, what they shouldn't do, what's right or what's wrong. These two ideas can reconcile these two Mishnahs. Because the last Mishnah, which says, which talks about the young and the old and makes a different differentiation between the two, is talking about more of life advice, practicalities of what to do in life, what not to do in life. So there, it's always the older person who's going to be like the old wine. He's going to be able to give you that proper advice in life of what to do, how to live your life, and how to conduct yourself. But when it comes to Torah learning and Torah education, that's our Mishnah. Because it's possible to have a young person who excels in Torah learning, who's very bright, who's very smart, who knows how to give over ideas. They could be qualified, even more qualified than an elderly rabbi to say Torah, to teach Torah. So it comes out now that it's not a contradiction at all. Because when it comes to the actual life advice, it's always better to have the older generation. But at the same time, when it comes to actual Torah knowledge, we shouldn't stereotype. We shouldn't just judge somebody and write him off because he's, he's young or he doesn't have a beard or whatever the reason is or the way he looks. We shouldn't write people off because they're so young. It, you should judge the person by the content and not by the externals. And that's how we reconcile these two Mishnahs. So they both can fit. It goes well together. And that concludes this week's Mishnah on the Perkyavos podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomokon at gmail.com. Have a great day.